The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Special Edition Last Ride Chapter 1 Review. I can't quit this game, Larson. Yeah. They won't uh, let me. We had a question at one point at what wrestler is most like uh, Randy the Ram from The Wrestler. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either of us said The Undertaker, but uh, in terms of the, the, the hold this business has on one Mark Calloway, uh, it's pretty strong. That seems to be the theme of uh, of certainly I would I would this series uh, because the finality with which people perceive that Mania thirty three match mm-hmm. and then of course uh, how we know that wasn't the case uh, is is probably one of the more interesting threads uh, in in certainly the first chapter and I think it's probably going to run through however many do we know how many episodes this is. Uh, I don't know if they've announced. I, I know the time frame, uh, I believe, listed was 2017 to 2020. The Undertaker had people following around, uh, capturing footage for stuff. Um, it's a scenario where he walks into this saying early on this first episode, effectively, uh, I want to walk away before the tank's empty. Yes. And then uh, when he has a moment at WrestleMania 33 where it seems like and be like the in the whole leap to the match, he's like, I'm not 100. percent Yeah, yeah. And he's and at the Rumble that year that too. Yeah, at the Rumble that year, he said he had no business being in that match. Okay, so did you think he was referring to that Rumble match or the Mania match? Because because the Rumble was the setup for it, and he said, you know, I mean, I, they were showing B-roll from the Rumble while they were doing it, so I just thought it was that but you know maybe it was a mania match um because he also talked later on he was like you know every time i'm in a match there's a young guy who's there every week who doesn't get a spot um, well but mania he said and so since i'm there on mania i gotta make sure essentially i earn my spot yeah. i put forth the 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 effort and the, the performance that justifies my spot on the card mm-hmm, yeah. um so you know his general idea is i want to walk away before I, I i the tank is empty and then you know uh i they showed the preview for episode two where he's watching that mania match at 33 and thinks it sucks. You know, um, with the, with the exception, because they specifically show and they, they made a point of showing the botch, the big botch was supposed to be a re- the tombstone uh, spot. Yeah. The tombstone reversal, um, which yes, was a mess, but I don't, I remember, I remember thinking about that match. Well, he wasn't moving great, no. but uh, it was about as good as match uh, a match as you could expect. Um, I heard. I still haven't seen the uh, the match that he had at Extreme Rules. I think it was a tag match with Roman, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that was fun. And I've heard good things about it. That was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and so you get the, the 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 pickle he's in. It felt to me where you could look at that Mania 33 match and it seemed like at a certain point he felt that way, where. You know, because he, uh, apparently M- Michelle McCool was under, under the understanding that was it for mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like other people may have had the idea as well that he was walking away after that, including one AEW former AEW champion Chris Jericho. 
Yes. And for him, and I understand the perspective, like you want to walk out knowing you have some stuff in the tank so people remember you at your best, not at your worst. Mm Mm-hmm. When he mentioned that too, where he didn't want to be out there in the ring, where uh, some uh, dude with his kid and the dad would lean over and said, he, he used to move way better than this. He used to do more than this. He used to be, you know, he was if the undertaker. Could, if, if you could have this, seen him when, yeah. Yeah, not the shell of, of what he used to be. But then you go forth, you lay, in his estimation, an egg at WrestleMania. Well, I don't want to go out that way. Yeah. So he, at the end of this episode, is like, it, now it's redemption. Mm-hmm. The problem is, man, you start digging yourself into a hole because it's not going to get – you could try to make it better. I mean, they show some very graphic surgery footage from yeah, the episode coming replaced, up. Yeah, That's going to be hard to watch. Um, but, like, okay, so you repair your body. You go for the last one match. But there's also – I wonder – my big question is, are they going to talk about – because, come on, man, this can't exclusively be about him wanting the final Undertaker match. There has to be an element of – the Saudi Arabian government is paying a ton of money here. Isn't, I mean, I, I would hope that they address that because realistically, I mean, that's got to be a huge part. I don't know what proportion of it is ensuring my legacy versus the monetary aspect. Ensuring my financial future. <laughs> ensuring I'm, I've got fat stacks. I mean, if that was his house he was doing that interview stuff in, I don't feel like, I mean, that looked pretty nice. Yeah, I don't know if he paid cash for it, though. <laughs> I've got a mortgage. I mean, I, I guess he could have paid it off easily after the first Saudi show. You would think so. You would think so. Uh, but he's in a situation, though, where I would suspect, given how he says his mindset is uh, in this first episode, where he has a good match and thinks, all right, I could do that again. Mm-hmm. Has a bad match. Well, I don't want to leave that way. Yeah. So he can always seem like it edge talks about this where it's hard to tell. I think Stone Cold did too. Edge, it's edge hard to tell it when it's time to walk sure. away. Yes. Yes. Um, and so regardless of how the match turns out, he can convince himself that he can do another one. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it, it totally shows with the Goldberg match at that one Saudi show. And then the extreme rules match that happened uh, shortly thereafter, where he went out there with an obvious chip on his shoulder, one to show everybody that he still had it. That the reason that match sucked was it because of the Undertaker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Totally felt like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the episode, the first chunk of the episode was an interesting look at the idea that the Undertaker schedule seemingly can be a lot more demanding than the full time schedule. In I mean, obviously, there's the age, there's the wear and tear aspect of things. It's not like Undertaker could handle a full time schedule right now. But the transition from a full time schedule, where as Stone Cold puts it, your body is calloused. It's it 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 understand your body understands the wear and tear aspect of things and prepares itself and is able to sort of, you know, uh, uh, armor itself um, with bruises and bumps and calluses and stuff like that. Whereas your the the taker schedule is your body softens. It isn't it doesn't get used to the wear and tear. So like, you know, uh, the idea of 200 small car crashes as opposed to one major car crash a year. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. a lot different. That one major car crash can do a lot more damage because when he's on that schedule, it's you go through the match, uh, you 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 get the surgery to fix what you had coming into the match, and then you rehab, and then you get prepared for the next match, and then a year's done, and you go through the match, and it's over and over again. Yeah, it yeah. hurt to watch him walk. Yeah, especially at WrestleMania 33. 33, like when he was limping around. 
trying to get through the hotel. Uh, it looks like the like the conference room they had set up for the wrestlers to check in. Trying to walk backstage, it it hurt. It hurt. Yeah, he had to get his, uh, an injection in his knee before the match. Um, yeah, it it really hurt mm-hmm. watching that. And, you know, and and he seems conscious at this point in his career that he's very uh, self aware. He is very self aware, and it, it makes me wonder when that pivot happened for him because I can't think of really anybody within the last 30, 40 years that was so protective of his character mm-hmm. and the public facing aspect of that character mm-hmm. to let their guard down so much. And it started a couple of years back. You started getting on social media. Uh, I don't know if that predated the filming of this, which started in 2017, but he seemed to grow bit by bit more comfortable with the idea of saying, yeah, Undertaker, that's the character I play on TV. I'm Mark Calloway. I, you know, for the yeah. longest time when he was out in public, he was the undertaker. I would suspect this is just pure speculation. I wonder if, or I guess I'll just phrase this as a question. I wonder if his series with Brock, when he came back after the 30 match, when he started to let, when he started, when he became that weird amalgam of the, the dead man, but that also he was doing a lot of MMA type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he was more a brawler guy that seemed a bit more down to earth. I wonder if that's when mentally he was transitioning to, all right, at some point I'm, I'm going to have to break character. I'll be Mark Calloway because that seemed to be more of an aspect of like him. I don't know, but uh, it has been an interesting, or maybe it's, maybe it's just the understanding, man. Maybe it's just the understanding that this is going to be my income. Uh, I'm going to have to start accepting that my stories are going to be mm-hmm. my income Five years from now, whenever this actually does take place, whenever I have my last match, you know, and I start booking StarCast, um, you know, th- th- that's going to be the thing is going to be my storytelling. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, uh, he's gotten to the point now where his legacy won't be enhanced by whatever he does in the ring. Mm-hmm. His skills aren't what they used to be. Mm-hmm. So the best way maybe per, per chance now to build upon the legend, The Undertaker is to let the curtain down mm-hmm. and to let people see the man behind the character and remain, you know, uh, obscured for so long. And more importantly, control what's out there. Yeah. Because if you stop wrestling, your legend is going to be told by other people mm-hmm. if you don't tell it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I imagine that's probably something he's cognizant of. You want to make sure that you're controlling the narrative so you can get the most money and, you know, make sure that your legacy remains intact. Yeah, totally. Um, um, there's some interesting details about that Mania 30 match you just mentioned about the concussion. Um, and he relates that injury back to what you mentioned about the the Undertaker schedule and that his body was not prepared for that level of physicality on a regular basis. So he, he more or less said, if I was working a regular schedule, I don't know if that concussion would have happened. Mm-hmm. effectively yeah. yeah um and he said you know blame maybe the the severity of the concussion on wrestling once a year mm-hmm. and uh there was you know we had heard that vince accompanied him to the hospital following that injury i hadn't heard anything about brock going there too i had never heard that either and that was such a throwaway you know michelle said you mm-hmm. know vince was there and brock was there and then you know they were testing i was like whoa brock was there really that's cool yeah 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 that was interesting I mean, honestly, to be so much like what I found most fascinating with this was simply the behind the scenes, the backstage stuff. Oh, yeah. I, what I love, the moment that I loved of that the most was at the Hall of Fame 
uh, backstage banquet, whatever it was. It looked like a cafeteria. It looked like the most mundane. And yeah. uh, and Roman was talking to Taker. I love. I am a fat. I am fascinated by by body language and behavior. So Taker is standing. Roman is sitting with his wife. Roman stands up to greet Taker. He she doesn't stand up. He says, "Hey, this is my wife. Very nice to meet you. Pleased pleased to meet you." Yeah. Roman's standing up. They cut to somebody to a talking head. And Undertaker seemingly loves talking to Roman because yeah. I mean, he seems like a very affable person anyways. Like he's talking to everybody like, you know, they're old. I mean, they're all old friends. But then in the next shot that we see, Roman has sat down and Taker is still standing up, which is a weird power situation, I guess, or a conversational dynamic. They cut, And I'm not saying it was any disrespect. It's just Roman's probably thinking, well, my wife's not standing up. I'm going to sit down. Roman might be thinking, I don't want to burden the Undertaker thinking he needs to talk to me. Yeah. They cut to a talking head. They cut back and, Ro- and Undertaker has sit down as well. Yeah. So he's like... I want to talk to Roman and I'm going to yeah. s- pop a squat and sit next to him. Yeah. I love watching that kind of stuff because yeah. it, it, I just, the human, the human condition makes me laugh. Yeah. The, inter- the interaction between undertaker and all the, uh, the wrestlers. I mean, there's that, that bit where undertaker's checking into the hotel and Roman rolls up next to him and taker says, I'm like, Oh, what about keeping kayfabe brother? Can't do it for 10 minutes. But then when they're talking about babies, that's the stuff that fascinates me the most. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. most the humans Re- aspect of it. Yeah, definitely not the business side of things. Yeah. And this just really made me miss Roman. It really did. I know. And, and it know. makes me miss the fact that they really don't capture. They have never moments here and there. Have they captured what makes Roman so appealing to probably mm-hmm. Vince and everybody who sees him in mm-hmm. person and meets him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, this guy totally can be the guy. And they've never really captured that with no, Roman. They never really have. He just seems he seems Roman seems affable. He seems humble. Uh, he just seems like a really good natured, down to earth dude. Yeah. yeah. And at moments, yeah, they've, 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 especially when he came back, mm-hmm. um, uh, they seemed like, all right, be yourself, go be Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that lasted a while until it kind of rolled back into the old habits of booking Roman. But yeah, you, you know, you see him in these unscripted backstage moments, just talking, or even in the interview bits, you totally see it. You oh, see yeah. it, Roman. I think, and you understand why people respect him so much, why he's a locker room leader. Just how he carries himself. You totally get it. Yeah. You put him out in front of the camera with some uh, mediocre to garbage creative, mm-hmm. and it kind of gets lost in all that. It gets lost in that. Um, speaking of locker room leaders, I thought that was another interesting segment where they talked about a lot of the veterans talked about how Taker was a natural locker room leader. Everybody would go to him. There was some footage that I had never seen before that seemed, uh, you know, uh, just extra stuff that had been shot through the years. There was mm-hmm. a bit with uh, Undertaker and Kurt Angle. And again, this might have oh, yeah. been a docu- documentary stuff and maybe a Kurt Angle DVD or an Undertaker one. I had never seen it before. Um, and it was very quick stuff. There was one where he was talking to Matt Hardy and Lita. Um, and uh, and they seem just enthralled by him. Mark Henry referring to to the Undertaker as Don Corleone, mm-hmm. uh, I thought was uh, was pretty interesting. But also Undertaker later on referred to Michael Hayes, uh, Michael. <laughs> well, no, Michael Michael Corleone. Uh, when I'm out, they bring me back in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a couple. Yeah. There was there were several Godfather references. In yeah, well, my favorite was Undertaker looked at how Michael Hayes was dressed and called him uh, Don Corleone. Or oh something yeah. Like that. Uh, it was interesting to see a little bit of uh, Triple H and uh, Undertaker's relationship. Yeah. Um, there was a point uh, following Mania 30 where leading to 31 where Undertaker's confidence was shaken. Yes. And he said Triple H backstage at gorilla position with the only one that notice, uh, you know, went up to him. And they showed footage of this and says, hey, uh, essentially, like, 
you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Show them who you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, Undertaker said that was enough to get him through that match with Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And Bray was on there. was like, oh, yeah, I had no idea. He always presents this this uh, aura of being calm and being collected. And you would never know that he was doubting himself. That was, yeah, whenever they get Bray to talk is fascinating to me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he do, he's honestly like he's probably going to be the next guy who is so protected character wise that like because I mean there's been goofy stuff with Bray on the Edge and Christian show that's been amazing yeah. but you you never see that mm-hmm. and it's so much fun to get his pres- because here's the thing Bray at by when all is said and done Bray is going to be the guy who has so much locked up here that mm-hmm. anytime he talks in a shoot interview or whatever it's going to be just must see you know, yeah. because yeah. he so rarely talks, but he's such a fascinating guy. He really yeah, he is. is. He really is. So any little bit you can get out of him is is really cool. Um, we mentioned uh, the Jericho stuff, um, which is interesting. And I don't know. I don't know if uh, on any given day, if Vince is like, hey, let's stick it to AEW by putting their champion or their former champion in this. Mm-hmm. And hey, let's stick it to AEW by not acknowledging Chris Jericho's uh, uh, history with WWE. Yeah, And I wonder, if, I wonder if it's that or if there is a rule. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But, you know, because it, it, the, their interaction, talking about the ramp and how, I guess in how it related to Taker's physical uh, well-being at the time, because obviously he was having some sort of lower body issues because mm-hmm. he was limping around over the place, talking about the length of the ramp. Mm-hmm. And their exchange was interesting, and and Jericho's little talking head bit following that was was all right, but didn't it didn't seem necessary? No, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it wasn't like a glue. It could have easily been cut. It could have mm-hmm. easily been mm-hmm. cut. So it is. It is definitely. And let me let me ask you something. So I, I I jokingly brought this up the other day. So obviously this is something they were filming for a while. Yeah. Um, is this at all motivated by the Jordan Last Dance documentary? Because, and the only reason I bring this up, well, I bring it up for a couple of reasons. Uh, there, there were some editing uh, botches in this. Yeah. As if they were. I'm not going to say rushing, but almost as if they were rushing, as if there weren't enough quality. It's rare. I I don't think I've noticed it as much as I noticed it in this, in mm-hmm. documentary, in WWE documentaries of the past. Whenever they do one of these, um, most of the time I'll tune in, and within the span of a cut, there was there was they showed a reaction shot of a kid uh, at like a there was I think it was Survivor Series. It was when Hogan. Uh, clothesline Undertaker out of the ring, and Undertaker just stood there. Yeah, and they cut to the reaction of a kid, but there's a small bit because the next shot was actually Hogan, but they cut that out and and and, and instead put a reaction shot in there. And there was that like two frames of Hogan. Mm-hmm. There was also like an audio botch three minutes later, and I didn't notice a whole lot after that. But part of me thinks. Hey, there's this last dance thing going on that's like all over ESPN and everybody's talking about it. Now we have the last ride. I wonder if this was rushed into production or rushed into the editing into post-production or whatever. It's potential. There was a lot of like there were some weird pacing issues I thought throughout where you know they have a, a stretch with some exposition from 
uh, Undertaker, and they'd have you know some B-roll or like little short montage bits that seemed to be lacking some sort of audio ele- element to mm-hmm. connect the pieces together. They'd have these bits where it's B-roll or again little edited edited uh, section. They didn't have music really. Yeah, that felt kind of unfinished. That's I mean I, I did notice that one uh, that flash frame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, editing mistake but then the 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 the, the audio post production was far more prevalent yeah yeah and the only, honestly the only reason i bring it up and this is like this is probably such a stretch is that the last dance documentary is just as expansive in terms of who they're bringing on and i wonder mm-hmm. if that's i wonder if any of that motivated the jericho being on there hey it yeah could be. jericho is Right now we've got a no Jericho thing, but this supersedes all that. Just like the last with Jordan and the Last Dance. Well, Jr. was in the first episode too, I believe. Jr. was in there too. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, I imagine a lot of the stuff was shot, you know, twenty seventeen. Yeah, Jericho's obviously he's got short hair. He looks like he did in twenty seventeen. Yeah, but also I, I I think some of the stuff it felt like was stuff that was maybe pulled from shoots mm-hmm. throughout the years too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Like specifically, the Vince stuff looked, I thought, felt more maybe older than 2017, just based on the hairstyle. But I could be oh, wrong. Oh yeah, that. that that could be that could be the the Vince stuff looked like it might have been Vince around the time Taker and Shane had their match was like 2016, I think. That might be the case there. Wasn't Taker Shane uh, 2016? Yeah, it was 2032. Yeah, 32. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I bring it up is because I, I did notice like some editing botches and I'm like, I wonder if they rushed, rushed this in the production and why would they have done that? Maybe to Capitol. I don't know. I don't know. Could be. It's entirely Could possible. Be. Yeah, it's entirely possible. It was weird. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of all the notes that I took. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am. This is it, it, it's, it's really good, though, and it is fascinating to hear him talk. Um, he comes off if you know, if they don't talk about the money, I, I won't be surprised. He comes off as sincere about you know protecting his legacy mm-hmm. um obviously people like money and they need money to survive um but uh, he does come off as quite sincere about protecting his legacy it's going to be interesting to see you know the goldberg match obviously yeah um and uh see how he feels about that one yeah yeah exactly yeah how, that, uh, that angle they showed is. with the mania match where he lands on his head boy that's hard to watch every time that's bad that's bad uh how explicit he is in terms of saying uh my motivations for doing the Extreme Rules tag match was to uh, erase the memory of that horrid Goldberg match from people's minds. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Uh, I'm assuming, uh, yeah, they said May 17th is the next yeah, one. So that's I think week. these are going to be weekly for the duration. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've said how many episodes are going to be. I don't recall, yeah, but I, I would suspect each and every Sunday for the next six to eight weeks, six to nine weeks. Yep. That'd be my suspicion. And we'll be here covering them all, giving our thoughts just like that. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, 
it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.